welcome back to another daily walk and apparently the birds have come here so if I end up never being seen again you can probably start at Padoga Bay except I'm in Edinburgh but yes there are a lot of birds maybe you can hear them maybe you can't today I want to talk a little bit about this interesting section in Titus so Titus of course uh, this is one of the people that Paul disciples, and he is in charge of appointing elders on the island of Crete. And so as we look at this little book of Titus, there are so many powerful things inside this book. Uh, we start in with qualifications for elders and overseers of the church. He talks about the, the purpose of him remaining is to appoint overseers, and he lists some points. He lists four positive points that they must be. He lists several points, uh, five points that they must not be, and then six more points that he, they must be. And this should be good qualifications for all Christians to strive for. But then after he goes into the qualifications, we're not going to talk about that specifically. We're going to talk about the next part. Because I hear a lot of churches, and, and there are what some churches start doing things that are fairly unbiblical, and then what happens is they'll, um, they'll start teaching about it, and then the people that they are talking with say, oh, those are discernment ministries. They're causing division in the church. They are just bad. You shouldn't listen to them and all these. But the fact of the matter is the Bible paints for us a slightly different picture. Because we start in at verse 10, and having a look at verse 10 down, um, down a little bit further here, let's just get started and I'll, I'll stop when I think it's appropriate. There are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. We'll just do those two verses for now. And what I like about this portion here that we hear is there are rebellious people. They are preaching against the doctrines of the Bible. And as they are preaching against the doctrines of the Bible, he says they're empty talkers and deceivers. He talks about especially those of the circumcision. What he's talking about there is people who are coming into the Greek church trying to teach um, the Jewish traditions. This is what Paul and Barnabas go back to the council in, um, in Acts to find out. Do the apostles believe that a person must be circumcised to be saved? In other words, does a person have to follow the Jewish law in order to be saved? That is what the, the hinge pin of this conversation is that he is talking about. So when it says those of the circumcision, he's talking about the Jewish Christians who were going around, basically they were called Judaizers. They were trying to teach the Gentiles that you had to follow the laws of Moses in order to be saved. This is completely refuted in Acts 15. I don't want to spend any more time on that here. But what he goes on, he goes on about these. Now, what is the characterization? They're empty talkers and they're deceivers. Empty talkers in that they are, they are talking for the sake of being heard or they are talking for some other purpose, which we will get to in just a moment. And they are deceivers. They are preaching the word of God, but not in a way to teach you the word of God. They're teaching their own human philosophy using small, isolated portions out of context in order to justify their point and position. 
This is called isogesis when you're looking at biblical study. Exogesis means you're digging into the whole of the text, considering all the context and teaching what the scripture teaches. Isogesis is when you have this philosophical point, you like to make your philosophical point and you hunt around the Bible for verses. And this is the way you can oftentimes find it. One of the best exegetical preachers that we have in our world today would be someone like John MacArthur. He will go through an entire sermon and pull several verses, explain their whole context, and teach the primary passage he's teaching on. And he does this in a whole unified portion, considering all of Scripture. Consider Rick Warren, on the other hand, this is isogesis. You read through the book, he has this philosophical underpinning that we all have these felt needs, that we all have to seek to meet these little needs, and then if we find and seek these little needs, then we will find ourselves... <clears throat> Uh, we will find ourselves under God's blessing and all these. And then if you read through his landmark book on the 40 days of purpose, he quotes from like 20 something different translations, oftentimes tra changing translations because it better matches what he wants to say. He is starting with a philosophical underpinning, doing some teaching and then pulling out a verse in order to talk about it. And that book has made millions. Now, of course, he says, well, we, we reverse tithe. We give 90% of the proceeds back, and uh, we only keep 10%. And um, all that, of course, goes into his own ministry, his own foundation, so it's all benefiting him anyway. And that gets us into the next portion. Paul tells him they must be silenced. So we want to sit here and go, oh, we can't talk against the bad churches. We can't talk about the churches teaching critical race theory or all these other principles. We can't do any of that. No, Paul says they must be silenced. Why? Because they're upsetting whole families. What do you mean by upsetting whole families? Well, they're teaching things they should not be teaching. They are giving us lessons that are causing problems because they're walking away from sound teaching. He says they're teaching things they ought not teach for the purpose of sordid gain. Now, this is finances. Now, this is mostly speaking in our modern era of the last generation's heresy, which was the health and wealth gospel. It's good to see all these churches finally, after 40 years, preaching against and about the dangers of the health and wealth gospel, but that was last generation's heresy. Many churches, though, buy hook, line, and sinker into the pragmatic philosophies of the church growth movement, and in so doing, they have thus gotten to the point where they are still teaching things they ought not teach for the purpose of sordid gain. Now I'm going to back up looking at verse 9 in Titus. This is one of those qualifications of an elder. He goes through all these and for what purpose? Well, he says, holding fast to the faithful word. Oh, that's the last principle. Holding fast to the faithful word, so, uh, which is in accordance to the teaching, so that he can get in there and, and understand. But the last part of, of this verse, after all of these positive and negative correlations as to what is the uh, what are the qualifications of the elders after all these happen he gets to the final purpose so all these why do you want to do this why do you want all these qualifications so they see able to exhort in sound doctrine this means to correct people in the soundness of faith and number two in order to refute those who contradict 
refute people who are contradicting the true and sound teaching of Scripture. And this is why we need to have soundness, and this is why our churches are starting to fail. We don't have people who have a basic, firm understanding of the Word of God, and oftentimes these people have risen to the position of leading churches. And I know one church that... You know, I was very close to it at one point in time, but they started pointing elders who didn't know the scriptures. They did it because of political positions that these people held. And the church right now is buying, not necessarily leading the charge, but signing into the documents of critical race theory and starting to, uh, starting to not push back against these things. And if you don't push back against these things, if we don't silence these heresies of our day, the church is going to be hurting even more than it is now. So what is the purpose? Like, how do we return ourselves back to the true t church and to the true teachings and to the true faith that we must do? How do we do that? Well, we need to get into the word of God and we need to understand it in context. This is why I always teach that people need to be reading the Bible cover to cover at least once a year in addition to other studies so you can understand the whole of the scripture, you can understand some in-depth tightness, uh, small portions of the scripture, but you can do it in full context. Do away with these stupid daily devotionals that are philosophical pieces of nonsense garbage that throw a Bible verse at the end. They are useless for your theological summaries. They, they do not teach you theology. Open up the Bible, crack that thing open, and start examining the scripture with the scripture. Get a Thomas Chain reference scripture Bible if you need to, or use one of the, one of the apps that's going to give you um, the cross-references. Of course, I use open source materials, so I use And Bible on Android, and I think it's, uh, I think it's the sword. I forget exactly what it is on, on the iPhone and the iPad. But um, there are a lot of good Bibles out there you can use. Some of them I wouldn't recommend as much, but I'd rather you be using those Bible apps than the other, than, than not at all. But get in there, learn the scripture from the scripture, read it cover to cover every single year. It doesn't take more than about 10 or 15 minutes a day to do that, believe it or not. And then understand it in the full context so that you too can learn what is true and you can also silence the people who are teaching things they should not teach for the purpose of sordid gain. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Have a look at the website at ourwalkingchrist.com and the new book, Half My Life, is now available over there and anywhere else you can buy your books online. Thanks for watching and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.